Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the year. Okay, here we are. Welcome back to the flagship show of Five Yard Rush. Week 16 is in the bag. Also, been and gone is Christmas and Boxing Day. Murph, before we talk NFL, how was your Christmas and Boxing Day, sir? Yeah, it was all right, mate. Uh, not too bad. It was pretty quiet. We were just here uh, in the new house, just the three of us, and uh, merriment was had. Films were watched, and nice. uh, that that was kind of it, mate. So, um, not not too much to report. I'm glad it's over in some regards because just feel <laughs> I feel bloated and like the I haven't even had any booze. That's the weird thing. I've had literally right. nothing alcoholic. Oh no, it's a lie. I had a glass of champagne on. Christmas morning, but other than yeah. that, that's it. Uh, what about yourself? How was it for you and, and your girls? We're okay. Girls loved it. Uh, in-laws, Christmas Day, my family, Boxing Day. So today has been one of the best days of the year for me because you don't get to, or they don't get to 
actually enjoy all the stuff they've got. But today was uh, sit down, make a mess, open it up, play whatever you want. Um, no family, no attention, no nothing, and just focus on them. So today's been a, a great day. More that's to come awesome. tomorrow. Yeah, man, it's, uh, that's it. We've got we've got a few more days of this. I'm not I'm not working for another week. Um, Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant that's amazing well uh yeah it's it, and so, also what what coincides with christmas is is nfl uh you get games christmas day yeah. and boxing day and then now we you know last year was the famous on christmas day the famous alvin kamara it was. uh six touchdown game and uh you know ruined or made a lot of people's christmas and fantasy championships this year christmas is well new year's is when the fantasy mm-hmm. uh, season ends because of week seventeen. How are you shaping up, and uh, are you are you ready for the final week of the grind? I am. I am. I play in a lot of leagues, not as many as you, but a lot more than most probably. I've hit a number of championships. Biggest one I'm really pleased about is it looks like I'm on to be in the BFFL ball in the BFU. Nice. So uh, the Charlton Valiants have, have made that for second year running. So. Um, I put a lot of effort and work into that. It's a manual league, as you know. Um, it's not sort of a set app. So I, I enjoy that one. And uh, I take a bit of pride in that one. So, yeah. No, we shall see. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting to clinch my spot. Um, I'm up uh, up against uh, my new neighbour, actually. Okay. <laughs> Funny yeah. enough. Um, ben, ben Burridge, otherwise known as Gridiron in the UK. Yeah. Um, he has just moved in. Uh, four miles down the road from me. Um, so I have a healthy lead, but not quite strong enough to say and call it a win. But we see how tonight goes. He's got four oh. players to go. I've got Kamara oh. to go in a 36 point lead. So we'll see what happens. I made myself about 70 up and just CJ Gardner Johnson to play. So oh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like know that guy. Now. If he, I don't like that guy as it is. And if he puts up more than 70, I'm really not going to like him. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm with you. Ben's got uh, CJ uh, Gardner Johnson, so if he gets a zero, I'll be really happy. Fine, we'll both take that then. So, five yard rush. Let's move to talk NFL now. Then um, the guys at NFL five yard, other than myself, put a lot of effort and a lot of work in behind the scenes. Uh, and there's always they're trying to improve the service and the product that we offer out to you guys. So, on that note, so news coming their way, Murph. Tell us what you've been working on. Um, in terms of five yard itself, not much. We're winding down. Um, there will be some news about some playoff leagues. I'm waiting to, to for MFL to launch those uh, and get those done. Um, but we have the finals of our Patreon uh, mm-hmm. league, where there's a great prize uh, for all our patrons. Um, but for the winner of that league, there's a signed bit of merchandise, which is. Uh, Pretty cool. I told them today what and they actually get a choice. So there's actually okay. three bits of merchandise. Um, and they get to pick the one that they want. So they're pretty right. cool. I'm not gonna say what they are because the the two that don't get chosen will be available and up for grabs for all our listeners for our mega Super Bowl show, which uh I'm just getting once I got this week out of the way, we'll start planning our Super Bowl show with our plethora of guests. Um, it was a huge success last year. It was an almost five-hour show. <laughs> um, but it was a wow. fantastic show. So much was learned, including the game plans to victory um, for the Buccaneers that was outlined brilliantly by 
Jeff Reinbold, who really did a great job. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll try and do something similar this year, um, based on obviously who we get in there. But you know, lot, lots of work. That's that's Super Bowl win. You know, we still got teams trying to clinch in the NFL. Um, but the one thing I have launched this week is uh, what I've started to call as my fantasy brain dump. Now, the problem I have with writing for the site is it takes a bit of time to put it out and to construct it and put it into yeah. a format that <coughs> is what I call a professional piece of work. Yeah. Um, with the brain dump, it's not, I mean, it's written uh, somewhat professionally. Some of the articles I write, I then post into there as well, like this, the waiver wire article. Um, but also I'm just going to post ad hoc things that just come into my brain that are useful for fantasy or might not be useful. But mm -hmm. the idea is rather than just say, Oh, I'm going to give you one or two pieces of content a week uh, during the off season. I'm just going to post when I do research for the book or um, that we're going to write, this this off season or anything I find interesting, I'm gonna post it all basically there. Um, okay. So yeah, it's all good. Oh, our good old Buccaneers friend Jack has joined in. <laughs> Even things got brutal week three, week sixteen. Just how we predicted. Yeah, uh, I think you did all right, Jack. Didn't you? Um, I know you had some rough ones, but I think you finished up, didn't you? For the most part. Um, yeah, I, so the brain dump you can subscribe to it. So it's ag murphy eighty five dot substack. That's s u b s t a c k dot com. Our good friend Jack, who just uh, shared a message from, he also has just launched the substack uh, with great DFS plays. If you don't know Jack, Jack has won a significant amount of money this year on DFS, not just NFL, but all DFS. Uh, he's had a number of big wins, including a five figure win in um epl um so he's launched his Substack today um i've signed up because mm -hmm. i'm not the biggest dfs guy and i'm not a big gambler but um his process and how he does things makes me a better fantasy player okay. um so if you're into dfs you want to win some money he's going to have a channel that you can access and it's going to pay for itself 50 100 times over easily um but if you're not and you're not a dfs or you want to get into it or you're not sure what you want to do, he's a very open and honest guy um, with a great channel. So I thought I'd give Jack a mention, not because he's just chimed in, but also because he uh, he's just launched that. But uh, no, my substack is going to be a bit more random. It's just going to be thoughts that come into my brain. Um, and it's just going to be things I think are useful to know. Um, yeah. With the Patreons, we've done a lot of work on the strategy side of things this year. Um, and there's elements that I've learned from that that I, I want to share for future content. Jack's come back. Thanks for the shout out. Brutal slates on Thursday and Sunday. They were, um, but as I say, I think Jack did okay out of them. And uh, I've about Jack. I've been talking to Jack a long time. He's helped me become a better DFS player. Um, there's many guys out there that, that have. So I'm not quite at his level. <laughs> I don't think many people are quite at Jack's level, but uh, no. Yeah, so I'm going to put a link to Jack's Substack, and I'm going to put a link to my one in the show notes. So um, do subscribe, and he'll have a paid option and a free option. But the paid option is well worth exploring, uh, especially if you're into FPL and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, that, that's what's going on. And then after this week, um, pretty much the face of the fantasy content kind of. 
goes off the rails for a bit. There's not much to talk about. I haven't decided if I'm going to write a week 18 waiver wire yet. Um, I'm not feeling a lot of demand for it, <laughs> if I'm honest. So I'll, I'll see how it goes. I might change my mind and do it anyway. But um, pretty much I think that will be the last bit of five yards fantasy content. Yeah. I, I mean, in previous years... Previous years, week 17, some leagues have had bowl games on there, whether you agree with it or not. With the way it changed to the 18-week system this year and with the bye weeks as late as 14, everybody had to reformat their setup and it just become 15, 16, 17 just made sense logically. So I'd be very surprised if there's many leagues, maybe some best balls, I guess, running that will take into account week 18. But other than that, I can't imagine there's very many at all. No, I think, I think I'm in one league where there's going to need to be a lineup set in week 18, which I'm not overly pleased about, but the commissioner decides that week 18 should be a punishment if you don't do well in that league. I think you're in the same (laughs) league as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, But there we go. Uh, (laughs) So I think I've got one game in week 18. Because you didn't do very well. Have I done very well? Do I need to play week 18? I don't know. I think you did all right. If it's the league I think we're in talking about, no, I don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so week sixteen news. Let's see what happens. If you guys have clinched their their divisions and they've clinched their playoff berth, so let's start with the Cowboys, shall we? Last game last night against the uh, the Washington football team, uh, and then monster score put up on the board. Did you see yeah, that coming? Um, <laughs> I would say it's sort of coming. Um, but- I don't think anyone's surprised by the result. I don't think anyone's surprised by um, by the fact that the Cowboys clinched the division um, no. or the fact that they won the game. I think the manner of it, but I think, you know, their offense has really staggered the last few weeks. It's yes. been the, the defense has really carried them. The, the Cowboys D was exceptional again last night. And I think they have to take the bigger part of the W here. I mean, when you look at it, you see 56 points. You sit there and think, oh, the offense has had a great day. There was a lot of short fields there. The, the, the defence had an absolutely phenomenal day. Uh, caused a lot of pressure up front. Um, turned the ball over. Got sacks. Got lots of pressure. Forced short punts. All day long, they just absolutely dominated in both trenches. Yeah. But Marcus Lawrence got a touchdown, didn't he? So. Yeah, that's what I mean. We got a big man touchdown in there. So every, everything kind of went um, the Cowboys' way. They, they looked really good. And you have to say that those... There's four teams in the NFC that look very, very good right now, and they're the four that look on course to win their divisions. Three of them have won their divisions. Yeah. One of them has not won their division yet, but look very on course to do so. And you have to say that any one of those teams can make the Super Bowl. They're all genuine contenders um, on their day, especially. I, I, I still think... I look at it now and think that the Rams and the Packers, just with where their squads are at, Yep. probably have a significant advantage. I think if the Bucks got healthy, you'd throw them in the conversation right now. They're decimated. Yep. Um, and we're not going to learn a lot about the Bucks over the next couple of weeks because they've got the Jets and then Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say that the Cowboys of the four, even though they put up 56 points, I think they for me, just a small tier down <laughs> on those three. And I'd put the Buccaneers kind of in their own tier right now because they're hurt. Lot of injuries, so I'd say right now I'd go Packers, Rams, are the two teams I think are the favorites in the NFC right now. But as we all know from last year and any year you've watched playoff football, anything can change. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah, good night for Cowboys fans. They uh, you know won the division for the first time in a couple of years, and um, hey, it keeps Mike McCarthy in a job for another year, right? Which uh, for the rest of us is all enjoyment and fun, so we can't moan. And Jerry Jones has nothing to moan about, so move on while we can. Because <laughs> they'll find something to moan about soon enough, won't he? Let's face exactly it. Exactly that. <laughs> the man's not happy for long. So, um, another team that clinched their division yesterday over in the AFC West with a very convincing display again was the Kansas City Chiefs. They they fought with early on, they, they looked troubled at times this season, but as ever, they're strong enough to come out of the AFC West quite comfortably over the course of the year. And I think I think what's interesting is that I think they're a better team now than they were. Um, I think you have to go through adversity <laughs> to be a better team. The Buccaneers we saw last year went yeah. through November where they, you know, threw away a game against the Rams, got absolutely humiliated by the Chiefs in the first half, yeah. um, and went lost through the this Saints stretch, yeah. lost to the Saints, thirty-eight-three. I yeah. mean, they went through a period of four or five games where they looked pretty poor. And they were a better team for it. Um, when you see teams, and for me, this is where I almost discredit Arizona a little bit because for me, they're almost what last season's Pittsburgh Steelers were. They're going to make the playoffs based on what they did in the first 10 games, but they've run out of gas. Um, and we saw this with the Steelers last year. They hit that adversity and they can't seem to get it right. And unfortunately, if you can't put the wins together at the end of the season, you're going to struggle and you're basically going to limp over the line, get into the playoffs, and then you're going to go out quite early. Um, mm-hmm. As we saw what happened with Pittsburgh last season, you know, they started 11-0. and Everyone talks yeah. about them being one of the best teams of all time. And they go out in a wildcard loss to, uh, to the Cleveland Browns in what was quite embarrassing display. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. And I think the Cardinals, I don't think are that bad. I think they're a very good team. But I think, for me, I look at those four teams above them and think, you know, they should have wrapped up that NFC West, losing to Detroit, lost yeah. again at the weekend. They're just, they're just completely out of out of sync. And it's going to be too late for them to turn it around. Whereas the Chiefs, I think, are a better team because they've gone through that adversity. They've come out the other side. I'd say the same, the Buccaneers are going through this now. If they can yeah. get through this period they'll be a better team as, as a result of it. And I think some of these teams, Tennessee, if they can get it right about now, they showed it in the fourth quarter against the, the 49ers. If they yeah. can string two wins together here, I think they're a danger in the playoffs when Derek Henry comes back. I think there's a few teams in that AFC. I'm not ready to crown the Chiefs just yet, but they clearly are the number one team there. Same and with the Colts. will go through. Yeah. Colts are rolling. The problem they've got with the Colts, and we'll get to this later, is that they have no offensive line next week. No, they don't. Um, all their offensive line are, are on are on COVID reserve. You've got no Darius Leonard next week. No. Uh, I think Quinton Nelson is out this week. Regardless, uh, they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. Because they got the Jags last week, so you wouldn't want to face yeah. them because they'll all be back no. healthy. They've had a nice little week off. Yeah, but I think I think at this stage a bit of rest doesn't really help you unless you're in the bye. I think you want to get games. You don't want to be losing games at this stage of the season. You want to be winning and winning convincingly. You want to, you want to be putting points up on the board, even if it's not all a hundred percent. So I'm looking at teams like I think statement win by the Cowboys yesterday, the Chiefs yesterday, the Buccaneers yesterday, uh, Green Bay Packers, the Rams, you know, they're all putting together those 30, 35, 40 point 
wins or the Cowboys case a lot more. That's where I look at them and think, well, they are, they're not just getting better. They're, they're actually starting to separate themselves a, a little bit now. Um, but I do, I do think Tennessee, if they get healthy, will be a threat. And I think the Bills, the Bills, you know, they put up a big win yesterday. That will really give them a shot in the arm to go and do what they did to Belichick. Yeah. I think it's massive. That gives them control of the division. They win out. They win the division. They're another team to potentially threaten with. But all, all, it looks like all roads will go through Arrowhead once again. I think it's the sixth straight AFC West title. And with Mahomes under centre, you can see him winning another two or three in a row. Yeah, I mean, they've got Bengals and Broncos. You could maybe see the Bengals creating an upset, but it would be a surprise. So, uh, and Titans would have to win out then to nick it. So, yeah, I, I think I think the AFC is going through Kansas yet again. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd expect them to clinch uh, the one seed there, and then I think we'll see what happens. But, you know, they've, lost, they've won AFC title games at Arrowhead. They've lost AFC title games at Arrowhead. Um, but I think it's going to take a, a complete team to beat them. Mm-hmm. And right now, I look at who's left in the AFC. I don't see a complete team. I don't see a team that's dominant on Both defense. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I look at each team. I think the closest thing you've got to it is the Bills. I think they're the yeah. closest team again. If if someone told me right now that's going to be the AFC Championship game rematch, it wouldn't shock me. I think that's the... It wouldn't have shocked anybody going into week one either, but about week no, eight, would, I think everybody would have been shocked. No, ex- exactly that. So I think <laughs> I think it's going to be an interesting uh, season. I think we kind of know where the AFC is going to shake out. We don't know who the, the, the five, six, seven seeds are going to be yet. Um, no. There's, I think there's still 12 teams in the hunt um, that have seven wins, which is quite extraordinary when you think about it. So there'll be drama yep. down to the last game. In the AFC, the NFC looks a lot more clear-cut. We're five in at the seven, and we're looking at maybe two from three. If, if the, and if the Saints win tonight, two from two from four, maybe um, we'll, we'll get in. Just a lot on that one on Miami, if we can quickly, because obviously they lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in their first eight games, and yet they're still in a playoff hunt. Credit to the coaching staff for not giving up. Credit to, yep. um, I think, it shows. Kind of friendly schedule. They had Houston, they had the, the Jets, they had the Giants, they had the Panthers, they had the Jets again. So they've had a, a schedule think, which I helps, think, but they've still yeah. got to execute on the day, right? I think it shows it shows great leadership from a coach like Brian Flores. Now, I'm not sitting here saying you he should be nominated for Coach of the Year. Absolutely not. But I, I do think he's shown that he's a good football head coach i think mm-hmm. it shows you've got the right coaching staff they're building the right culture there is some areas of that team that are very very poor and we've seen yep. elements of that team this year that have been very very poor if they make the playoffs i don't think they're a threat i just think they've not i think the other part of and this is this goes back to again i'm not picking on the steelers but steelers last year that 11 and 0 didn't really play that many good teams have played Baltimore in that run. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they I don't even think they play Cleveland, or they might have played Cleveland that run. But they didn't play that many battle-hardened teams. And then what happened was when they started playing these good teams, they started losing. And yeah. when you have a false schedule like that, it can leave you a bit open because you, you've gone from dominating so many games 
to you actually have to defend and and you have to really sort of knuckle down and when you've not had to do that for a lot of weeks and it catches you out you you're gone you're eliminated where the dolphins are now okay they've got saints with with ian book you probably still fancy them then they've got the titans and the patriots so yeah and, and they will be the two <laughs> games that will kind of get a feeling of they're one of two teams right now in the in the NFL who I just have no idea who they are. Yeah. Um, I know they're a well coached football team. I know they've got some good players. Um, but I don't really know what they are um as a team. I don't they're seven and seven. I think that's probably about right for what they are. But you know, them them and the Denver Broncos for me are the two teams I cannot figure out for love nor money right now, uh, based on what they are. So, you know, they can still make the playoffs. Um I don't know if it's entirely in their hands. I think they're going to need a result to potentially they have to win out. Win. And hope, I think, yeah, yeah. I think they are going to need to win out and hope. But I'm just but, looking. I mean, there's so many uh, at one and seven. At one and seven, I think they'd have took that chance. Absolutely, <laughs> and and again, it goes back to the great coaching staff and everything they've put together. In and credit to Brian <laughs> Flores, he deserves a lot of credit for for what he's done. And if they make it, part of me thinks they're there to make up the numbers. But, you know, they've done what, say, the Chargers failed to do, which was beat the teams they had to beat. You know, the Chargers yeah. get beat yesterday convincingly. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, yeah. Davis Mills looked like a <laughs> looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback out there. Um, yeah. And I, I like Davis Mills a lot. I actually think he's a very talented player. I don't, I don't know if he's a, a 10-year generational starter, but mm-hmm. I do think he's I, – I liked him in the draft process. I thought he had some ability, and it was really nice to see – him and Houston. What I love this season is you've got these teams like the Jets, Houston, the Lions, who could have just phoned it in weeks ago. They could have phoned it in and they could have just gone, let's go. We'll take the number one draft pick. Job done. And I I really admire Dan Dan Campbell for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced he's an amazing head coach, but I tell you what, he's an inspirational leader. And what he's doing with that squad is is quite sensational in some regard to that not quitting, not rallying down. The Jags are the only ones for me. Just I mean, I watched some of that tackling yesterday by them, and you can tell they just they just want the one pick. They're not they're not playing. They're not playing. It, it's 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 poor. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I can say thirty one teams <laughs> have put in a lot of effort. The Jags for me in recent weeks have been have been abysmal, um, and. You know, I, I watched that Zach Wilson touchdown, and yes. they just don't make a ta- they just don't make a tackle. Like you've got to make oh. a tackle, uh, and I appreciate you've got to be careful how you tackle. You got to tackle the quarterback, but come on now, push him out of bounds, do something. He's on the touchline. Yeah. He twinkle toes past him. He makes him look stupid. This is Zach Wilson. Yeah. He's not known for that raw athletic ability. He's not Jalen Hurts. Um, but anyway, it's another story. Um, <laughs> we got to celebrate some good news yesterday, didn't we? We did. We did indeed. It's been a long time coming. Um, but Buccaneers are NFC South champions once again. First time since 2007. Kind of limped over the line, I feel. Well, limped being the apt word with the amount of injuries we're carrying right now as well. But, um, hey, it's nice to, to get it under our belts. And as uh, an interview I saw, uh, Bruce Arians in the locker room afterwards said, it's just one banner and we want three banners. So, we don't celebrate too much on this one. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't even get three banners last year. We only got no. two. Um, well, I have, I have seen my team win a Super Bowl before I've seen them win the division title. So, <laughs> it's a weird in recent one, years, it? right? It's crazy. Yeah. 
And so I think I think we talked about the injuries there. Shaq Barrett's out for t- two to three weeks now. <laughs> yep. Um the injuries are piling up um yep. there and it's gonna be very, very difficult for them to to play out these last two games. They're in the four seed. Um they need results to go their way to improve that standing. I don't think they're gonna get a lot of help from the Packers, the the Cowboys or or the Rams. So no. They can't drop below the four seed. So really, if something was to happen against the Jets, and, and I mean, you, you wouldn't expect it. Of course you wouldn't. But if something was to happen, uh, it wouldn't shock me going into week 18 that you'd see Blaine Gabbert play or, or all yeah. these folks play at least at least a half, maybe more, um, yeah. if there's not much riding on the result. Um, but we'll see what happens with them. But, you know, you have to credit Jason Light, a lot of people ask for him to be fired. Yeah. Um, and you don't get to survive uh, a number one draft pick not working out too often. But um, he got the coach. He got he got Tom Brady. And a lot of people think it's, it's just Tom Brady. But the way that this team was built through the draft um, in the last few years, there's been a lot of very good draft picks made uh, through the team. Uh, Anton Winfield Jr., uh, yeah. Vita Vea, Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. Um, Carlton Davis, um, Jordan Whitehead, you know, there's so many of these players, even, even Jamal Dean has played a part, uh, Sean Murphy bunting, you know, a lot of these are defensive players, young defensive players that were written off who have done, it's um, also the coaching and improvements. We've got an O-line where people like Donovan Smith, people wouldn't have cared two years ago if he was in the organization or not. We've got Ryan Nimson, who was a division three college player, I believe. And these guys are now pro bowlers. You know? I mean, yeah, right. Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet were both Division Three players. Alex Kappa was yeah. a Division Three player. Yeah. Uh, Alex Kappa, very close to getting a Pro Bowl nod for the second year in a row. Um, yeah. And that comes down to coaching and and their ability and being improved yeah. as players. Um, and, and 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 hitting in the draft, Chris Godwin was a third round pick. Um, you know, there's been some whiffs in there, and everyone likes to make fun of the Roberto Aguayo pick, but. Yeah. It is what it is, but I think you know what what you're seeing now is this sea change in the in the division where the NFC South in about two years' time is going to be really up for grabs because you've got the yeah. Saints now are this they're in the last phase of this era of dominating the South. Uh, Carolina are basically going through a rebuild. Atlanta basically going through a rebuild. The Buccaneers are in this interesting phase of next year they're going to have a 45 year old quarterback under center. How long can that continue? And what happens after that? It's going to be an interesting division next year. Maybe not next year, but definitely afterwards. I think it's going to be a fascinating division to watch. But the Buccaneers will have bigger, bigger grounders and bigger eyes on prizes. Um, It was a strange performance yesterday. Very good on defense yet again. They've not given up a a defense. They've not given up a touchdown in in ten quarters. Yeah, well, longer ten, ten quarters. Uh, Yeah. Nine nine quarters at least. Okay. Um, so you have to admire the effort of the of the defensive unit who have been playing her most of the year. So Brady didn't have to be great yesterday, but they did a job. And some guys stepped up, Cyril Grayson. You know, the Buccaneers are going to be a team to watch if they get healthy, if they get these guys back. And you know, we're not going to see God win, but if you if you get everyone else back, mm-hmm. they're the champs. <clears throat> they can they can make things happen in the playoffs. I wouldn't write them off, but... Uh, and we can see even Antonio Brown coming back. Huge addition to the squad, even with everyone else out. 
So yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a person who has got an immense talent. He's not a person that I particularly like. He's no. not a person whose jersey I'd ever buy, but no. he, he's shown why he's so important and why the Buccaneers didn't cut him when you know you can make a case that they should. But that's for another day. Um, yeah, Close like said, talk, it, right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So they could have cut him. They could have set a more high ground. He could have been gone, and we could have. Lost this, lost the first wild card game, and everyone was saying, "Why didn't you keep Antonio Brown?" So, business decision. I think that one was. I think that comes down to. So, well, I, I, th- I think, I think it, it's one of those things, right? Where why it, think of it from a fantasy football perspective, okay? So let's say you've got a player who you're never going to play for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe he never gets on your team, or you don't need him for whatever reason, right? And I'm thinking. Maybe someone like Terry McLaurin. You're probably not going to start him, or you might start him. Maybe it's probably too good an example. Maybe a next level down player from a Terry McLaurin. You're thinking, well, okay, I'm probably like Chase not Claypool. Pl- there you go, Chase Claypool. That's the perfect example. So maybe Chase injury, Claypool injury feeling. Yeah, at best, or maybe you yeah. don't even trust him in that situation. But you think, you know what? There's just something in the back of my mind that thinks he's got talent. He could go off. I don't want him to go on another team. And and part of me thinks that the Buccaneers will have probably had that way of thinking in mind. They didn't realise what was going to happen to Godwin and to Evans. It would have been interesting to see if both those guys had stayed fit, how much of a role Antonio Brown would have had. Um, I can imagine it probably wouldn't have been as important or as big um, because I think they would have wanted to teach him a lesson. Yeah. But I think it wouldn't surprise me if this organization moves on from him in the off season, regardless of how he does down the stretch. But, but right now we need him. So yeah, <laughs> we'll use and him. that's it. You don't want to just bite your hand off to spite your face, and that's basically no. what the Buccaneers have decided. Fine. So moving on from Tampa, because I'm sure we can have this conversation for the evening, and yeah. nobody really wants to listen to it. <laughs> we'll do that yeah. in our own time. All right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Joe Burrow, fourth. Most amount of yards of all time thrown against the Ravens. Um, the two games he's played against Baltimore this year, he has now thrown for 941 yards and seven touchdowns. He's just about got their measure in the bag, right? Yeah. Um, it was interesting yesterday to see John Harbaugh. <laughs> he denies this in the press conference, was upset. <laughs> um, he looked a little frosty in the in the handshake. Um and then Joe Boris' response was, well, teams did it to us last year. Yep. Listen, I think he's got a bit of swagger. I like, I like Joe Barrow. I think he's one of yep. those players who's developing into a high-level quarterback. Do I think he's top five yet? No. Do I think he's top ten? Absolutely. And I think he's demonstrating a high level of skill with, you know, T. Higgins was incredible again yesterday. Chase, you know, Chase had a good game. Tyler Boyd had a good game. You know, they all had a good game. I think yeah. it, literally you're looking at the Bengals right now and think they're a fun team to watch. Like, regardless of what happens um, to them, whether they win the division, whether they get in the wild card or whatever happens to them, I think they're a year away from being a really good team. Yeah. That could be a threat. I don't I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna go on a deep, deep run this year. I think they'll make the playoffs. Which would be amazing just for that city to have a team back in the playoffs. But I do think they're a year away. Next year with that young group of players, get a little bit more of that O-line cemented up. 
That's tell you what, the they're going to be fun. <laughs> they're going to be a fun team next year well, to watch, and they're a fun team to watch now. I tell you what, we're talking about week 18. Bengals play the Chiefs next week. Probably fancy the Chiefs to beat them. The yep. Browns play the Steelers. Browns, if the Browns win that, week 18 becomes Bengals v Browns for the title of the AFC North. Yeah, which you, you'd, you'd, football, make the, you'd make the well, you'd make the Bengals definitely favourite for that. Um, I don't think I think people are ruling out Baltimore at their peril. I think they're a different team when they bring in Lamar Jackson. If if Lamar Jackson comes back next week, um, I think but they've got to the Rams. Week. But I think he's the sort of quarterback that will cause them problems. Um, you know. With mobile quarterbacks is the one thing that Sean McVay has shown a I don't want to say a slight weakness too, but I think he has shown that they're a lot harder to coach against and the unpredictable yeah. nature of, of Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't completely rule out some form of result there for for Baltimore. It'd be tricky, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that that was a, a done deal. Um and then next week and then week eighteen they have got Steelers. The Steelers, which I, I think they'll take care of business there. I don't think the Steelers are a, are a great team. Um, and I so think the they're Ravens, just sort of limping to get to the end. If the Ravens beat the Rams, the Bengals lose to the Chiefs, and the Browns beat the Steelers in Week 17, there's three teams going into Week 18, all with something to play for. Well, title to play for. Well, they all do. Yeah. Division title uh, to play for. And it will be probably be a case that... The one that wins the division title will make the playoffs and nobody else will because of the fact they beat up on each other. I think all the rest of them will miss out on the playoffs because of it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there'll be a lot riding on Week 18 there. So if you do a Week 18 wire Murph, it'll be anybody that's on them three teams because they might be the only three with something to play for at that stage. Well, I think, I think I'm, looking at, I'm looking at scenarios and I think yeah, it could be most of the AFC and... Um, Maybe the 49ers and the Eagles and the Vikings and the Saints, maybe. We'll know more tonight, but it'd be interesting to see what those scenarios are going into Week 18. But yeah, it'd be targeting teams that have got things to play for. Um, yeah, who don't get their standings. No, don't go get him. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I don't know. We've got about, what, 10 hours and we will know. Whether Ian Book is the new forthcoming of no, I don't. I don't even. I don't need to watch the game to tell you that he's not going to be. I watched him enough in college, and yeah. I, I listen. I, I think Ian Book getting drafted might be one of the most miraculous things I've ever seen. <laughs> he was not very good. <laughs> um, I mean, mind you, Felipe Franks plays in the NFL. When I say plays, <laughs> he's made an appearance in the NFL. Yep. That was shocking to me. I mean, yeah, what what next? I'm going to see Emery Jones in the NFL? No, thanks. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'll save that one for next year. Yeah, that's not, he's not going to be playing in the NFL next year because he'll be transferring to uh, North Dakota State or somewhere because that'll be the only school that wants him when he leaves Florida. But that's a different story. I'll save that for the college pod. Fine. We're going to jump the next one. We'll come back to it. So... HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. 
Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Because you've got a couple of injury bits last on here, but we're going to move on to the Jaguars quickly. No, we're not. We're going to move on to Washington quickly. Teammates uh, have a fire. Well, teammates yeah. found handbags might be a better phrase. Yeah. Jonathan Adam, I mean, Darren Payne. I, he I didn't miss him from about a foot, which is weird. I, I just don't understand how that can happen. I just don't. I didn't mind it, to be honest. If he was a fan, they're obviously holding. It's about accountability, I guess, over whether there was a mistake or an error or what. I don't know. They're holding each other to account, and, and I don't mind that as a fan on the sideline. I just don't think you can do it on a stat. I think, I think you know, I don't think you can do that sort of thing. We saw Leonard Fournette get in trouble with it, right, a few years ago, and he lost his guarantees as a result. Um, so, yeah, I'd be a bit careful um, going forward. I don't like to see that sort of thing, personally. I think if you want to do that in the locker room in private, I think fair enough. But yeah, um, I think accountability, get in the person's face, shout with them, fine. But, yeah, I think you've got to be a bit careful. Did you notice as well the best thing that came out of that Washington Cowboys game? Do you remember a couple of weeks ago they played and the Cowboys took their own sideline benches to Washington, didn't they? Yeah. Did you notice Washington took the Bears yesterday to AT&T Stadium just as a little... You know, <laughs> did you notice that? I, I didn't. I'll be honest, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... That's proper pettiness, that is, right? <laughs> the difference is the Cowboys won both games, right? So... <laughs> yeah, take whatever you like. We'll take the win. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I just thought it was the ultimate pettiness to... To pay them back by taking your own benches as well. So. Yeah, it really, it really was. That's for sure. <laughs> um, a couple of injuries to note from like, yesterday. Miles Sanders appears to have broken a bone in his hand. Yep, he's having a, an MRI today, so they're looking to see if he can play through it. Um, I'm not optimistic, but we'll know more in the next day or so. Shame because they've been rolling. They're one of the teams just inside the playoffs right now. They've been rolling with a bit of form. I mean, four or five weeks ago, you wouldn't have put the Eagles in the playoff contention conversation at all, but they're there. They're there on merit, I guess. So uh, they'll need him if they're going to continue that push, I guess. Yeah. And again, I think uh, they're another team that benefited from a bit of a schedule uh, bounce. Um, but we're going to see what they're going to do over the next, uh, over the next couple of weeks. And again, see what, see what they're like. Um, I don't think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be, I think, projected to be the seventh seed as it stands right now, which means they would play, uh, they'd play Dallas. That would be interesting. Um, another NFC East uh, affair if, if if things stay the way they do. Um, yeah, I think Dallas would have too much for them, to be honest. But at least, I think if you're Philly, if I'm looking at how Philly would match up, I think that's probably the game they would take. Um, yep. I don't think they would take the Rams, and I don't think they'd match up well against the Bucks. Nope. But I think against the against the Cowboys, given the fact the they played, played twice, twice already, already this year, yeah, they're used to the stadium, used to the arena. Yeah, I, I think you would sort of you'd sort of go, yeah. Do you know what? I'd probably they would probably <laughs> take that game right now. And they would. I just can't see them stopping the Cowboys scoring enough points, but uh, hey, they got to get there yet. So yeah. Other big injury was the man, I think, who let everybody's fantasy side down yesterday, everybody's DFS side down yesterday. Um, James Robinson, the running back for the Jaguars, he looked like he had this week was his headline highlight week. And sadly, he got injured very early. I think it was a torn Achilles. Torn Achilles, that'd be him. Um, 
that'll be him done for the rest of the year. Uh, he's not coming back from that um, with two games to go. Um, so I'll talk about who you should pick up in replacement of him. But yeah, you, you don't need to be waiting long on on news of this. It's, it's been pretty much confirmed. Um, it's a shame, but this is the problem with with running backs, and these things can happen, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, while we're at the Jaguars, obviously head coach Muse can now start talking to assistants in the league, can't they? So a few names being yeah. handed about, I believe. Yeah, but Byron Lefwich, um, who used to quarterback for them, was drafted out of the first round. Yeah, he was high high in the draft. Um, yeah. and obviously Buck's offensive coordinator. Um it, I think would be a great fit. If I'm being honest, I think that would be a good fit for him um, and yeah. for the Jaguars. Someone who knows the team um, knows knows that that area has some affinity with the fans. I don't think he's a legend, but I think he's someone who would garner some respect, given the fact he's just coming off coaching a Super Bowl with with Tom Brady, um, <clears throat> Doug Pedersen, who of course won uh, Super Bowl Fifty Two with the Eagles. Um, yeah. There was that falling out, but he's shown himself to be a highly competent coach. Um, Jim Caldwell is the other one, which I just, yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, that one I don't get. I don't get Jim Caldwell. I think that one for me is a make up the numbers um, right. kind of interview. I don't, maybe you're picking his brain about something. I don't, <laughs> I don't see that being a good, a good fit. Um, I, I could make a case for Pedersen. I could make a case for, for Byron Lefwich, um, I think either or. I think the fact that you've got a young quarterback, um, I think having someone like Byron Lefwich would be very useful. On the flip side, yeah. um, Doug Pedersen was also a quarterback. He was a backup quarterback um, mm -hmm. in his career. I think either of those two options make a lot of sense, although you've got a guy who has done it versus a guy who hasn't, but has been working with some of the very best people in football. I could make the case either way. I think Eva would be a very good appointment. I mean, from Byron Lefwich, he does the play calling for the Bucks as well, doesn't he? He say he was drafted by the Jags. He's, he himself has probably learned over the last two years whilst coaching somebody like Tom Brady uh, as uh, well. Yeah. So, absolutely, he's, he's young. He'll bring, in, he's young, he'll bring enthusiasm. Uh, he'll get yeah. the fan base behind him quite quickly. Yeah. Um, it'll be new. It'll be fresh. Um, I think that that's always a good thing. But with the Jags, do you want to keep going down these rookie head coach appointments? And maybe you want someone who has been there and done it and built a program and built a culture that's won. I mean, I personally think Byron would be a better choice, but I can understand it would be a cheaper choice. Well. Yeah, I don't think the money's an issue, but I think no. either way, I think I can see the logic with both appointments. I really can. Fine. And uh, last on the images for now was. Uh... Clyde edwards Hilaire has ruled out. He's also had a neck injury or collarbone injury, I believe. Uh, yeah, so collarbone uh, injury. He was negative on the x-rays. So uh, we're waiting on the MRI to see uh, what the extent of the damage is. Um, there's some roster moves you should make this week to correspond to that injury, which we'll talk about in just a second. We're about to get into it, yeah. And we start back at the Bucks. Yeah, we start back at the box. Um, so Ronald Jones was probably the number one waiver wire ad last week. Yep. Um, now we saw a 
a role in which Ronald Jones got the majority of the work. Um, but Keyshawn Vaughan did cap his upside. And I'm not talking about just the big run that Keyshawn Vaughan broke off for the touchdown, but he did still get himself eight or nine carries. The Buccaneers aren't a team that are going to run the ball 20, 30 times a game um, that often. So oh. I, I I think now we know what Ronald... I mean, we kind of knew anyway. It was just interesting to see, would they bring in somebody... I mean, I know they signed Left Bell. I wouldn't worry about Left Bell. It was interesting to see, would they use somebody and would it be a... a a two-thirds to one-third role, which is kind of what we have, or was Ronald Jones going to get 80% of the role, which makes him a lot more attractive from a fantasy perspective. He's still startable, but I think you're looking at that 20 to 24 RB range as opposed to that maybe 12 RB RB 12 range that I think people kind of thought they were getting with him. Um, I think his upside is capped. I still think he's going to get all the goal line work. I still think he's going to get a lot of the the high-action work. But I do think he's someone you've got to be a little, a little cautious with. I think is how I would put it. And he also feels as a Bucks fan when you watch it, he's just one mistake away from not playing again the rest of the game. <clears throat> Even with we've unlimited this, options. And we've seen this time and time again. Um, misses a blocking assignment because yep. it's not what interests him. And he can go sit down for a few plays, and that is what happens. And we've seen it it okay. Time and time Bell again. got some reps, and if we're up in a game and he makes a mistake like that, it wouldn't surprise me to see him sit a quarter uh, and keep no. giving those guys some ball. So, so I think I think you've got to look at him being a cautious play as opposed to a high upside play. Yeah. Fine. Uh, two more running backs to be, well, not wary of, but probably discard at this stage are the Panthers, Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. Yeah, no, no need to play them uh, next week. Um, you can just ignore them completely. Um, I did. I remember being on the Fantasy Pros podcast and everyone was getting really anxious about picking up Tuba Hubbard. And I was like, mm, I think you get one or two good weeks out of him at best. You didn't, I don't think you got that. Um, you you can you can drop Tuba Hubbard now in redraft and Amir Abdullah. Neither of them are going to be relevant this week. So, I was um, forced to start Amir Abdullah this week in one league. And That's boy, right. he should have called that touchdown, shouldn't he? <laughs> he yeah, had a dump off touchdown, but a QB, I think it was Cam Newton at the time, was under pressure and he, he had to get rid of it early. That was it. That was my point. It was there and it was gone. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see many opportunities from what they'll do. Uh, I think you'll see Sam Darnold try and run it in if they get close and short again. But yeah, you can just ignore them for, for next week. Fine. So, with them going out, a recommended ad for yourself is the resurgent Rex Burkhead. Yeah, so he was in the um, Substack Week 16 Sleepers article I put out on Christmas Eve. Um, I talked about uh, Rex Burkhead being a bit of a desperation play. I played him in the Kings Classic semi-final um, and he put up 149 yards and two touchdowns and Stocks and I are going to knock off the one Steve from Brazil. So, um... <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they're too happy. Uh, to sexy Rexy, sexy Rexy yeah. did the job. Um, <clears throat> I, I just think, I just think with sexy Rexy, he's got no competition for touches. David Johnson's banged up. Um, I think you, he's just a winning runner. He just wouldn't do all the dirty hard work, and he's a solid player. And uh, you know, I think they realise that they can just move the ball on teams, uh, and they'll do that again next week against the 49s. I don't think he'll be 149 and two. I think he, I can see him getting 15, 20 carries 
Um, and I think he'll be good enough for an RB2 spot next week, for sure. 68 yards on the score, maybe, and you'll be all right. Yeah. Fine. The next name we're going to add is somebody I'm, I'm quite pleased to see. I was a huge fan of this guy when he left Tennessee and came into the NFL. <clears throat> Hasn't quite delivered yet, but the injuries at the Chargers meant he had a good game this weekend. Josh Palmer. Yeah, scored a touchdown. <clears throat> Chargers struggled to move the ball um, at times on Houston, which is not a sentence I thought I'd ever say. No. Um, but at the end of the day, he did get in the end zone um, and got a significant amount of work. Now, um, for those of you that own Mike Williams, um, he is unvaccinated, which means he will not be eligible to play this week, um, which means it will be Josh Palmer time uh, again this week. So um, if you missed out on Josh Palmer Guyton this week... Back? Do we know? Yeah, different role though. Jane Guyton will play the, the know, heavy but... X off the over the top. He could be back. He's still on the COVID list. There's a <clears> chance he could make it back. But um, I, I've, I much rather think that Josh Palmer is the guy who will get a significant amount of work with with Keenan Allen this week, and as the Chargers look to bounce back and continue their playoff push. But I'm here for it because I've got Josh Palmer stashed on a lot of taxi rosters somewhere in my dynasty leagues because I just have a big guy coming out of college. So. Love um, Start all Bengals, everybody. If they're Bengals, they're striped up, start them is your next line, right? Even against yep. the Chiefs. Yeah, big shootout game. They're going to need Hang to put up a lot of points. Um, I saw <clears> on the <throat> flagship show last week where um, you weren't here, unfortunately. That um, You should start Tyler Boyd. I hope you listened. You know, he returned what we needed him yep. to return uh, if you had him on your roster. Um, and I fully expect him to all get used again. This week against the Chiefs, I don't expect the same level of production or outcome, but I do think they're all going to be fantasy relevant this week. So fire them all up, even Azamo, fire them all up. Fine. And obviously the other one relates to what we just spoke about um, with Miles Sanders' injury. Miles Sanders can't play. Boston Scott, Jordan yeah. Howard. Well, Jordan Howard's got a stinger. So um, okay. he is going to struggle as well. Um so I, I put Boston Scott in the waiver ads uh, this week, and I fully expect him to be someone that you should be uh, picking up in leagues. Um, but what I will say is if Jordan Howard can overcome that stinger and Mar Sanders is out, it's likely that Jordan Howard will be at the top of the depth chart. But if that stinger is causing any problems, which it could do quite likely, then Boston Scott appears to be the only healthy one and, and more likely to take control of the situation. In that Does that maybe make... Jalen Hurts uh, a little bit more of a better option if you're going into this week in, into our Superflex and you're unsure of your QB2 while Sanders being out because well, Hurts can run the ball. Well, well I think if, if you have hate Jalen Hurts I'd be questioning why you're not starting him because he's a top six QB option. Um, Against Washington as well. Well I think whoever <clears throat> I, I'd be interested to see if you've got a team where you've got two QBs and one of them is hurt, so I'd be questioning why you've kind of got both of them on there. Um, and then that's Fair. genuine starts it. But yeah, I mean, if you have Jaden Hurts, 98% of all circumstances, you're playing him anyway. So, Fine. Uh, Saquon Barkley, you are done with for now. Yeah, I just, I've seen enough of, of, of him for this year. He's not running yeah. the ball brilliantly well he clearly isn't 100 percent um leaving games coming back you know they're trying to force square peg in the round hole for me for no reason uh devonta booker is getting more and more work every week um just i just think exactly that i think i think he is someone who's going to let a lot of 
a lot of hearts melt in, in championship week. I think I'd much rather just sit him um, and not have to deal with the problem and risk him putting up 15 points because I don't think he's going to get more than that. Um, then him score five or six again and not do a lot. So I just think, you know, who, who's going to be throwing the ball? Uh, it's going to be Mike Glennon or, or Jake Fromm. Yeah. Neither of them are good. <laughs> like, I just think... If if I was if I was the Giants, I'd be shutting down Barkley. Well, you've got nothing to gain putting him out there yeah. now. You've got absolutely nothing to gain, everything to lose. <laughs> I'd shut yeah. him down. Let Devontae Booker run it out. I just think if you are in a redraft league, do you know what? I drop him. Here's why I drop him is because I don't think he's going to have a great game, and I'd let someone Somebody pick him else up and to start him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly yeah. that. A bit of gamesmanship there for you. Fine. Uh, but at the Giants, you reckon that Kadarius uh, Tony? If he plays, is a pickup. Yeah, he played this week. A bit of a bit of a snap count. Um, he was on, mm. but he looks good. He's always a threat for me. Um, I think the yards after catch, the ability to make guys miss. Um, he we heavily targeted. I think he got eight targets on uh, on Sunday, um, which given the people throwing him the ball was is impressive in its own right. Um, yeah. But I just think for me, I look at Kadarius Tony and think if I was the Giants right now, who is the most likely person to give me the yardage I need? And it, you know, it's going to be Kadarius Tony over the target. Um, I think you'll see the snap count go up. So if he's fit and we're not seeing too many injury report issues with him, I think I'd be firing up in the flex next week. The next one is a name I'm familiar with and very surprised to see it on here because he was a Buccaneer and we probably had reasonable hopes for him, especially as a returner at the time, but to, to develop a role. And he went to the Rams and I don't actually know where he is now after the Rams. Where did he go right now? He's a Jacksonville. So Dario Gumbawale is, is now Dario the only, so he's now the only fit uh, running back uh, on the okay. Jags roster. We know that James Robinson is toward his Achilles. He's probably not going to play for the rest of the season. We know that Carlos Hyde is on IR. He's probably not going to play for the rest of the season. Do you know who Dare Ogumbawale is going to be competing for snaps with? And I put no. competing in quotation marks. Nathan Cottrell. Okay. Nathan Cottrell, who played one snap, played one snap on Sunday. So this is Dare's backfield. Dare Ogumbawale played 61 snaps on Sunday because James Robinson went down early. 34 routes run. Uh, 17 carries to Nathan Cottrell's one. So Dari's the way to go. Dari's a volume play. He's gonna. There's no one going to take work from him. They're not going to yeah. sign someone for the sake of these last two games unless there's severe... They, they need to bring someone off the street to run the ball and even then they're not going to learn the playbook and the, and the cuts in time. So um, I think what you're going to see here is is just them use Dario Gumbawale in roles and situations uh, to <coughs> run the ball. Yes, for him, he's, he's potentially playing for a career or a spot on a roster for next year, so he's got uh, like every opportunity he's got. Yeah, so he's he probably not going to be either. And he's probably not going to be on the Jags next year because they've got no. players to come back. Um, you know, they've got their number one draft pick from this week, this year, Travis Etienne. You've got James Robinson. Yeah. And Carlos Hyde are all under contract, so it's yeah. unlikely that Dario Gubawale is going to be available. So he is playing for an NFL job next year. 
Same as we so, did last year, I guess, with Mike Davis and people like that. So Exactly that. So, big one. Fine. Michael Carr of the Jets, you reckon, to, to bench this one? He's against the Buccaneers in week 17. Um, I yeah, just the think they, that, <laughs> they abandon the, the run when they're behind in games, the Jets, uh, pretty frequently. Um, so it's nothing to do with him as a talent or anything else. Mm-hmm. It's just situationally, it's not going to pan out for him in week 17. Oh. So um, unless you're absolutely desperate, he shouldn't be anywhere near your starting roster this week. Self-explanatory then. And over to the Rams. Bench Dale Henderson and start Sonny Michelle. Yeah, I mean, he left the game again yesterday. He's not 100% fit. Um, it's just likely, I think, now that they'll probably phone him in um, until the playoffs. I mean, Daryl Henderson played five snaps yesterday. Um, Sony Michelle had 63. So this is Sony's job now, at least for the rest of the regular season. Again, the Rams have bigger fish to fry. They've got very little to risk. Sony is good in his own right. You don't need to. It's not like we're playing... Uh, someone who's unknown and unproven. Tony Michel's mm-hmm. a former first-round pick in the NFL draft. Um, so I think, you know, they've got Cam Akers to come back. I don't think you'll see Cam Akers this week. I think you'll probably yeah. see him in Week 18. But I think Darrell Henderson is not worth um, anything significant in Week and Even uh, if you see Cam Akers, Cam Akers is going to be limited, snap-counted. He'll be there for the playoff football as opposed to anything else. So that, I think... Exactly there. That'll be about think... getting fit and getting contact on him. Exactly that. So I think he's a bench or a drop. Fine. Um, don't drop KJ Osborne, but keep a close eye on Adam Thielen, who I guess production is closely related. Well, he got he got injured yesterday again, Adam Thielen. Uh, so uh, if you were thinking about clearing out AJ uh, KJ Osborne, uh, I perhaps would be holding fire on that and looking at what happens with Adam Thielen over the next couple of days. Um, obviously, they will like to get him on the field because they are playing for a playoff spot. But uh, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. It's going to be a tricky one for sure. I have so much Adam Thielen. But even going into this week was concerning. Now going into next week is even worse. <laughs> um, Isaiah McKenzie was many people's tout this week for a big game in the absence of Gabriel Davis and... Um, uh, Mr. Non-COVID vaccination. I've lost his name in my head now. Carl Beasley. Thank you, sir. Uh, and Isaiah McKenzie didn't disappoint. Well, I'd like to see who else touted him. I didn't see many people talking about Isaiah McKenzie. In fact, when oh. I posted, when I posted on the on Friday um, about right. Isaiah McKenzie, someone said to me, who, "Who's that?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isaiah McKenzie was someone who was always primed to have a big game. Um, not as big as I expected or anticipated, but um, I, I picked he, him up somewhere and kept him on the bench. Yeah, but you know what? I meant someone else didn't have him, which Correct. is sometimes not a bad result. Um, Correct. He will be a, a fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three option this week um, because Cole Beasley will not be able to play because he is famously unvaccinated. Um, Gabe Davis might be back, but um, Emmanuel Gabe Sanders Davis is unvaccinated as well. Well, there you go. And Emmanuel Sanders is done. He just does not look good. He doesn't look healthy. Yeah. He doesn't look fit. He's out there. He's running routes. He's a distraction for sure. And he's going to garner some... Uh, but he's more a decoy play at the moment than he is a severe target hog like he was earlier in the season. So, uh, and, and they've got a decent matchup against the Falcons. Uh, yeah, exactly that. I think... Uh, I, You know, 11 catches yesterday for 125 yards of the touchdown. Wouldn't shock me if he got close to that again this week against the Falcons. Yeah, fine. Uh, 
Craig Reynolds is a drop for you now. Swift coming back. Yeah, we saw we saw Jamal Williams dominate yeah. that role uh, yesterday. Whether Smith's back or not, because Jamal Williams is back. Yeah. There's just nothing for for Craig Reynolds. He's just a roster clock now. Unfortunately, love Craig Reynolds. Fair play for what he did, but yeah, uh, yeah he he's he is done. You can cut him. And this one surprised me. Cordell Patterson to bench. Now I've got a fair few pickups of him saying, here we're going with championship games. Why have I got a bench in there? I just think his usage is, is, is really starting to hit a bit of a floor now. People have worked out how to nullify a bit of that threat um, that he was bringing earlier on in the season. You know, earlier on in the season, we didn't really know what, what his role was. Was he a running back? Was he a wide receiver? Where was he lining up? How was he lining up? Where was he going to hit you? Was he going to hit you with the run? Was he going to hit you with the pass? We didn't really know what he was. Yeah. Now we do. We now know he's a hybrid player who can line up everywhere. There's enough tape of CPAT now, and you're starting to see the returns diminish. Now, he, yes, he got into the end zone against the Detroit Lions, and well done for him. He did a, a, a great job when asked to do it. However, he's pretty much in a 50-50 timeshare running back role with Mike Davis. Mike Davis actually looks more effective carrying the ball. But, you know, they only ran the ball 14 times, uh, well, 18 times yesterday, but only 14 uh, went to Davis and Patterson. They split them seven each, pretty much equal uh, snaps there. So you've got this usage of Patterson that's just really diminished. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he scored five receiving touchdowns uh, in the first eight weeks and three games over 80 yards um, in those times. But, you know, he's only had five receiving yards over his last three games and he's not carrying the ball anywhere near enough for him to be this big threat. So, so become quite score dependent then. Basically, we're in a situation now with CPAT that it's... It, that offense is all about pits. It's all about pits. It's, they're going to use Hurst more. Um, they're going to use those tight ends as much as they can. Um, Gage, although he didn't have the greatest game yesterday, he's still going to get targets. It's just CPAT's just worked his way down the order, whether he's tied, whether he's got an injury, whether teams have just schemed him. I don't really know. Maybe it's a combination of all those things. But um, for me, CPAT is very much, a, a, unless you're desperate, he's a bench play. But maybe running back, you're going to struggle to have anyone. Uh, better than him to replace him with. But <laughs> if you do, if you do, then he's a he's a bench play for me. Fine. One you do recommend starting is well, Seattle had the philosophy of whoever's fit runs the ball, and it can't have been said a lot in his time in Seattle. But Rashad Penny at the minute is the one that's fit and healthy, and he's doing very well yes. with his opportunity. Still dominating. He's dominating the snaps. He's dominating the carries. Seventeen of the uh, twenty-three running back carries. Uh, well. 21 running back carries um went to him yesterday um yeah. but he's just the workhorse he's doing an excellent job i mean i know dj dallas got more rushing yards um and i know that he vaults with the touchdown but the usage all trends to penny penny's getting basically all the work he's still getting all, pretty much all the third down work he's getting all the two minute drill he's getting everything really all the significant plays in the game are all going through penny so um, don't be too disillusioned by the box score if you do box score scouting um, and look at that and think, oh, DJ Dallas, he's going to be the guy there. It, that's not the case. It's just the fact of situational football. Dallas got a little bit better, but uh, Penny's the start next week, not Dallas. Fine. Uh, come back to the next one, but Daryl Williams is an ad for you, if, I guess, with Edward Silaire's injury. 
yeah, exactly. If you can find Daryl Williams, he's going to get the majority of the work. Derek Gore will get a little bit of the work. Um, I might have a significant role, but it's mostly going to go through uh, Daryl Williams. Um, they were pretty much splitting the role um, when both fit. Uh, I'd see Williams getting probably 70%, 75% of the role uh, if Hilaire, it does not go. And finally on this, the last one we skipped over was Bench Chase Claypool. We mentioned it earlier. If you've got him, you probably shouldn't be starting him anyway. But now you're definitely on the bench job. Yeah, I talked about him last week just with the attitude behaviour. He did see an uptick in snaps this week. So you're going to see um, some people want to reach for him. But you've got back, got back play. Week. They've got they've got the Ravens, right? You've just seen every Bengals receiver put up a mountain against them. Yeah, but you've got a quarterback who can't throw the football very far. <laughs> he can't he can't walk very far, to be honest with you. <laughs> and you've so you've got you've got that problem, and then the other problem that you have is there's still this discipline issue um going on. Yeah. You know, he, he yeah. has annoyed a lot of people. He is getting sick. Yes, okay, his snap usage did go did go up <clears throat> yesterday. Um and he did yeah. see um, more uh, more snaps um, back to near enough every snap, but um, it's going to correct myself as the well. End, they don't have the Ravens, it, they have the Browns. I was going to say, I didn't think it was the Ravens, but... No, they have the Ravens um, week 18, but not this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also saw that he played a lot of snaps when the offense was on. He still only got four for 41. Yeah, um, yeah I just think... It's not a play for me right now. Um, it, it'd be Deontay Johnson at a push uh, on that offense and Najee Harris. I wouldn't want anyone else. Um, cool. And then just take everything out of the situation. Just, yeah, see you later. Bye. Fine. And finally, I guess sort out your bench. Now, I'm going to guess this is if you're playing in championships. Get your starting lineup set uh, and get all those high upside potential players off of everybody else's team and into your bench so that they can't be used against you, I guess. Yeah, what, what you've also got to do is you've got to have players at every position on your bench. So um, we're seeing with COVID, lots of COVID yeah. cases. Um, you don't want a nasty surprise like a Travis Kelsey or yeah. um, a Lamar well, Jackson. I caught with uh, James Connor and late on Christmas night. There you go. So you've got all these situations going on and you need to be a bit careful um, to make sure you've got adequate talent in every spot. On the roster, there's going to be very few people competing on the waiver wire. Um, so yeah. we've gone through some names. The Wave Wire article has given you some more names. So there's plenty of information out there to help you um, yeah. pick up relevant players at every single position. So, you know, just in this show, we've talked about Agumbawale, Penny, um, Darrell Williams, Burkhead. Uh, Rex Burkhead, uh, McKenzie, um, Josh Palmer, you know, these are the sorts of players that you could be picking up that if someone goes down with COVID, you're not completely snookered. Um, and that's kind of what you're looking for. You know, I had to start several of these players because of the fact that I had late COVID uh, injuries. And because I had them on my bench, I didn't have to go scurrying around trying to make something out of nothing. It's, mm -hmm. oh, I can slot. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, oh, look, he scored a touchdown against 125 yards. I've got Rex Burkhead. Okay, he goes off for 149 yards. People look at that, and yes, the result in its own right is a bit lucky because I would never have projected them to get anywhere near that kind of score. 
But yeah. the skill came that I had those players on my bench to put into a lineup. They weren't just flukes that I'd just gone, oh, I'll go with him. It was a strategy play to have them on the bench. Yeah. If you didn't need them and they were on your bench, it meant nobody else got them. It's a win-win situation, but you've got to have the players on your bench. So don't just sit here and have like three quarterbacks on your bench. Like It's just stupid. You don't need Or them. if you're one of those guys now with Gabriel Davis, who you know now is not going to play. Don't bother hanging on to it. Anyone that you know is not going to play. Anyone that you know, if you're carrying spare DSTs, why get rid of them? <laughs> you know, there's no need yeah. to the, the yeah. kickers. If you've got a spare kicker, why have you got a spare kicker? Um, yeah. You know, you can't tell me your league has like no kickers that you could just pick up if something did happen to your kicker. Like, yeah. just, just let's get it right. You're probably not going to find a great quarterback out there as an option. You might have to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Fine, at least at least if you've got yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not a great option. I don't love Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's better than what's left probably. Um, I mean, the final will be FFC with Jimmy Garoppolo, so I'll take that. Well, there you go. Um, and I think you know that's where you, you you've just got to have those rosters lined up with covering in most positions. Um, the only ones I see you don't need is tight end if there's no relevant tight end available on the waiver wire. CJ Zumo yeah. uh, and Gerald Everett are the last two, um, I would say, from a major league perspective. Um, if they're gone, then fair enough. You could just pun that position. Uh, mm -hmm. Kicker, you don't need. DST, you don't need a spare. Because DST can't go on COVID. <laughs> no. So um, you should be fine there. Um, and just go ahead and just pick who you need to pick. Um, yeah. And just have those roster spots. Nicely catered between some upside play, but don't just pick up plays for the sake of picking up plays. This is the part where people try to get too cute and oh, well, I'm going to pick up so and so to block so and so. And, and yeah, that's fine if you know what you're doing in each league. It's different. I'm not going to advocate against that strategy, but at the same point, don't have a player on your bench who you're not prepared to put in your starting lineup come Sunday. If you do, you should probably cut them. Fair enough. Anything else you want to cover off, Murph? No, just if you made your championships or That's you need a result tonight, good luck tonight. Um, but if you made your championships, um, congratulations. It's a it's a monumental achievement. Um, four months of grueling work, um, hard work to get to this stage is a phenomenal achievement regardless of the outcome of the final. But we're here to get you those ships. If there's anything I can do, reach out. Um, as said on Sunday, don't contact me between three and six. I'm not going to reply to you. People <laughs> still do it every single week. It's not going to happen uh, unless you pay for us by you know, going on patreon.com forward slash five yard rush. Um, but any other medium, um, you know, try and get those start sits in early, get those lineups set well in advance of. Uh, there's no Thursday night football this week. So there's no excuse to not get a lineup set by the weekend. And then look at your starts. It's by then. You know, don't wait till Sunday. Have your lineup set Friday, maybe Saturday morning. Have them all set, yeah. and then you can just make tinkers as opposed to have to do wholesale changes. Fair enough. Um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us at Five Yard Rush Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There'll be lots of insight coming out. I know the guys are back this week with the DFS pod. They're back with the Dynasty pod. Their waiver wire articles out already. Um, lots of good stuff as always going into championship week as Murph said if you are in your championship best of luck to you uh, but I think that's us about done Murph yeah it, it is and uh, best of luck and enjoy your new year 
um, everyone um, celebrate it and the next time you'll hear from us will be 2022 indeed congrats take care guys thanks Murph thanks thanks as always and don't forget as always keep rushing redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.